You're listening to the Superpower Up Podcast with your superpower experts. This is the place where we explore real-life superpowers and give you the tools to unlock your own. Hello, everybody. This is Tonya Don Reckla, your superpower expert, and I'm you know, a particular kind of thrilled today to have with us today Perry Marshall. And and I'm going to tell you before before you know we bring him on why I'm particularly thrilled about this particular guest. So Perry's resume is very, very, very impressive. So he's one of those people will say looks extremely good on paper. But I will tell you what really jumped out at me. One, one, it's like this nice hybrid of, you know, the ultimate guide to Google AdWords. And he's a business consultant. He also also serves as the expert witness, um, you know, in litigation, Google AdWords litigation, which who knew that was a field, right? Like I just really, it didn't even register, but it makes perfect sense when you hear it. But what really jumped out at me was this, this quote. And it, 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 it just really got to the heart of me. And, and so I'm really excited about our conversation. But, it, but he, he quotes somebody saying, if you don't know who Perry Marshall is, unforgivable. Perry's an honest man in a field rife with charlatans. And as you know here at Superpower Experts, we are very, very, very big on transparency and showing up fully um, in your own authenticity and, and autonomy. And, and that just really jumped out at me. So, so in, in a world where, you know, you can imagine in, in the litigation world, even in the Google AdWords world, um, in, in all of those fields, he happens to also be an electrical engineer. So, so he's, he, he dances in some of these really traditional arenas. But for somebody to say that and to have that perspective, and in the short time that I got to chat with him before the interview, I can say that that in in full um, transparency that you can feel that from him, and so I'm I'm excited to have him share that perspective. So Perry, welcome to our show today. We're oh oh oh, oh no, I'm there. I'm actually take a pause because I'm excited about our title too. So what today's show is about is can Perry Marshall explain the potential business benefits of personal development? Hi Perry, welcome. Hey, it's great to be here and. Um... Um, I, I'm just, you know, glad that we can kind of have a little fireside chat or it's not, it's summertime. So I don't know, maybe it's not at a fire, maybe it's a <laughs> iced tea chat, but, um, but yeah, and, and personal development, um, you know, I am kind of a personal development junkie of sorts. Uh, I mean, I didn't go to the Anthony Robbins seminar and walk on fire, but man, I've been to a lot of seminars and I spend an awful lot of my money trying to make myself better and yeah is personal development a scam or not details <laughs> at six o'clock well and, and like i said my bias is i think you absolutely can explain the potential benef benefits of it but but let's let's jump in first and ask you what are your superpowers i actually have a list of six um and, and i can i t tell you and I'll, I'll give you I'll give you the the story after I tell you. I deconstruct, I invent, I write, I teach, I encourage, and I evangelize, and those are my six things. Um, and um, and uh, the way that I came up with this, I I, um, I got this assignment from Dan Sullivan and Strategic Coach, and and it was email. Uh, 10 of your friends and ask them, so what do I do better than anybody else? And taking this class and can, can you uh, it, tell me in your own words and people? And, and the assignment was to sift, sort, and distill the answers down until like you looked at what all the people said, what most of the people said, 
um, and, and reduce it down to one word or, or one phrase. And I did that. And, and I think everybody should. And, and the way I look at my work is that the, the more of those six that I'm using at any one time, uh, the better, the better a fit that that task is for me and the more valuable it is and the more I'm going to get paid for it. And in my book, 80, 20 sales and marketing, I talk about how there's, there's a $10 an hour work and there's hundred dollar an hour work and there's thousand dollar an hour work and there's even $10,000 an hour work. And you'll only do the $10,000 an hour work if you're on all of your zones pretty much simultaneously. And so like you must know yourself. Um, so, so yeah, that's my superpowers. That's all six of them. <laughs> well, those are impressive. And I have to say you were very prepared for that question. I love it. But I, but I feel very clearly that it wasn't necessarily preparation for that question that it, it feels very intrinsic to, to how you operate. And I appreciate that even more. The, oh, the yes. value in the business sector, um, it, you know, and it's, and it, it's fascinating to me because you really do see the delineation between business owners who are willing to take a hard look at themselves versus the ones that want to keep everything kind of external and off of them and about the business or about other people or about strategy and sales and everything else without incorporating that real internal process. What, what have you seen over, over the years and in your experience uh, distinguishes the folks who accomplish the most in business and, 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 you know, kind of experience the most in business success? Well, I found that, that the people that get the farthest are, they're not just good learners. They're voracious about learning and they're voracious about implementation and they don't, like, they don't starve themselves. I, I you know, I'll, I'll tell you a story. When I, so, so let me go, my personal development stuff goes back to the early 90s and I got into Amway. And, 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 and I, I'm going to all the rallies and the seminars and I'm buying the tapes and I'm reading the books and I'm basically drinking the pink Kool-Aid. And you know what, that didn't really work. Um, I got a lot out of it and I got a lot of payoff, but I didn't get a lot of payoff from that, if you know what I mean. In fact, the, the whole thing was kind of a bust. Um, but then I did find some good sources. And um, for, for a, about two or three years, I, um, I kind of had this little budget and, okay, this is what I'm going to spend developing myself. And, you know, our money was pretty tight and stuff. And I, I wasn't as go for broke about it as I was uh, in Amway because I'd been burned. Does, does that make a little sense? It absolutely makes sense. And we talk to a lot of people who have that same experience um, and it creates a lot of resentment um, you know, over time. And I think that that's where a lot of people yeah. get turned off from the conversation altogether. That, that's really what jumped out at me about that quote was the idea of like, like here's this guy in the midst of, of, of the, the charlatans. Like I love that word, it, you know, the snake oil salesman. And you know, my husband and I coming out of the counter intel arena, we started a business doing due diligence and B2B transactions specifically because of that, because we saw a lot of business owners and entrepreneurs getting um, taken for their money for, for reasons that, that really didn't need to happen. And, and, you know, that critical thinking deconstruction kind of thing um, is really helpful in those situations. Um, so I absolutely uh, feel what you're talking about there. 
And, and so the irony is, you know, I was go for broke when I was getting ripped off. And then I was cautious when I wasn't getting ripped off anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a little backwards. <laughs> I think, you, you know, I think you can see. And, and so, but, but what I, what I see is that, um, that people, people that really kind of break out and run ahead of the pack, um, they, they're able to kind of shed that reticence or the reluctance and just like, man, I'm running forward. And, you know, if, if, if I like, if I find a really good author, I'm going to buy all their books and I'm going to go to all their courses. I'm not just going to kind of sample a little bit of this and a little bit of that and, and give their permission to be a little bit obsessive, if you will. And I, I think, look, really successful people are obsessive. In fact, um, <laughs> a lot of customers that I have uh, so one, one thing about my, my little tribe, you know, we, we, we call it Planet Perry, is we do have a lot of candid conversations. I, I have a lot of customers and clients who are, um, they have addictive personalities and, you know, uh, and, and, and it's usually multiple things. So it's usually mm-hmm. like really good things like running their business and being excellent and there's usually some bad ones that come along with it, like uh, no joke. I I had uh, I had a customer die of an opioid overdose about a month ago. Mm. Uh, very sad, you know. Now this is not normal. I'm not I'm not beginning <laughs> to suggest that Perry's got like you know a little tribe of of drug users or something. Uh, not not at all. But just just to say that an addictive personality is an addictive personality. And, you know, like mm-hmm. you're really into stuff. Um, and, and, and like, you know, like my, my friend um, who, who followed Van Halen all over the country. Well, you know, he's also a good entrepreneur, uh, you know, <laughs> for the same reason. Like, like when he chomps down on something, I mean, he is chomping down on that thing and he is not letting go just, remorseless and and relentless and mm-hmm. um but but then at the at the along with i i also think the the ones that are most successful long term are the ones that are willing to be introspective they're willing to look at their demons uh they're willing to confide in other people they're willing to be critiqued and criticized by other people they don't live in some little bubble uh, that feeds their ego, and um, yeah, that's a dangerous one. You know, if, if you if you're constructing a little world that feeds your narcissism, that's a very bad sign. Well, and and you've you've touched on so many key points that you know when I first kind of heard the call, if you will, to create this like international personal development, whatnot. It, it was, it, you know, some of the some of the key elements of it were exactly what you're talking about, like the collaboration effect, the uh, the accountability effect, the, um, you know, peer to peer, like, like growing transparently in the presence of others and, and things that over over a period of business consulting and kind of coaching timeframe, I saw, um, you know, really distinguish who who was moving forward and who was it not and the balance of the inner and the outer worlds. I, th- I think you, you encapsulated that really eloquently in the sense that, y- of course, you have to be out there and experiential and, and doing and experiencing and failing and getting back up and all that stuff. And 
you know, interweave the, the inner journey also. And, and I see uh, there, there seems to be folks that kind of uh, are on either side of that, you know, fully introspective or fully, you know, out there in the world. Um, it's that balance and that integration, I think, that where the sweet spot lies. What, um, so talk to me a little bit about how, you know, you've got kind of a vast array of experience from the, you know, using, you know, the ultimate guide to Google AdWords and, and, and all the way into like this evolution 2.0. So, so, so you're the, the perfect profile of somebody that, that's doing this experiential thing. Talk to me a little bit about how you, how you've kind of gone into all these different environments. I believe one of my core beliefs is that uh, the whole universe runs on a fairly short list of simple principles and that they just combine together to make a very complicated world. And most people live at the level of all of the surface level complications and they think that every situation they encounter is new. When in fact, if you can just wrap your head around a few simple principles, you'll start to recognize that you're dealing with the same stuff all the time. Um, and so, so like, for example, a person, uh, people ask me all the time, actually, okay, so you're an electrical engineer who built a marketing career, and then wrote an evolution book, like, what does any of these things have to do with the other? And my answer is all three of these things have everything to do <laughs> with each other. Okay. And, and, and the, and the, and the short answer is, well, the, the engineering was, was, uh, uh, was, was how I learned all about digital code. Okay. And, um, and the whole, you know, the whole digital world is built on that. And, um, and Google AdWords is a big giant evolution machine where you, you test ads um, and the winners, uh, the winners dominate markets and the losers go bankrupt. Um, and it's like a big giant video game where you make lots and lots of money if you win, right? And, and then guess what? Google AdWords is only a microcosm of how the wider world of evolution works. It works on the exact same rules. So like when you take antibiotics, the doctor says, you have to finish this bottle. Do not stop taking these until they're all gone, right? Well, <laughs> laughing at your like voice, the voice of the universe. God, is that you? <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps. Well, wh why do you have to finish your antibiotics? Because if you don't kill those little bugs, they'll evolve into super bugs in about a week. Um, and they will, they will develop new features and they will rearrange their DNA because they are if, if you've ever done Google ads or Facebook ads, you hopefully know that you're supposed to split test ads. Like, well, let's try this. Let's try that. Well, that's what germs do. <laughs> so if you don't kill them, if you don't finish them off, man, they're, they're roaring back with a vengeance later. Um, in, in fact, uh, uh, a germ can make a major, major evolutionary leap in about 30 minutes if it finds the right combination. It's like cracking the code on a lock, okay? Uh, which is sort of like, you know, the feral, invincible entrepreneur. Like, you know, you can knock him down, but if, if you don't kill him, 
you know, you're in trouble, right? Uh, you said feral, invincible entrepreneur. <laughs> well, right. You know, my, 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 okay. I had this friend named Tom and, and Tom, um, Tom was like visiting his friend at Stanford university and, um, and they were throw, they had thrown away these rat cages and on the side of these rat cages was this, Tom, Tom was looking at him. He's like, what's this tinfoil? And, and, and the guy says, that's not tinfoil, that's stainless steel, but rats are feral and they gnaw on that stainless steel until it's as thin as tinfoil. And then we have to go get a new cage and throw the old one away. Otherwise they'll break out, you know, and they'll spread all over the place. And Tom says to me, and just then I realized, and this is how Tom talked, just then I realized entrepreneurs are feral men. <laughs> and and that's so, not off like, base. <laughs> like you, you have to know how to evolve. And, um, and, and, and so, so, so when I wrote the book Evolution 2.0, it was actually because I was skating on the on the boundary between science and religion. And I really wanted to know how this stuff all works. Like, I just want to know, just, just get me to the truth here. Um, and, but, but what I realized as I got into it is I've been living this my whole entire life. Like the same thing that happens in a Petri dish happens in a, um, you know, one of those uh, incubator centers that, that they have, uh, you know, down the street from the college campus where all the startups are, right? It's like the same mm -hmm. thing, you know, oh, that's it's awesome. like we're, 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 well, we're recombining different genes and different DNA and we're crossing different organisms together and we're, we're making hybrids and we're making duck build platypuses. And, you know, and if we do enough of these interesting experiments, something amazing is going to happen and we're going to be the next Uber or we're going to be the next Airbnb and and our and our balls are going to be so big that everybody's not going to be able to believe in. We'll we'll get invited to banquets and and then we'll run for president. That that, that doesn't happen. <laughs> well, sounds like Zuck is Zuck is the next guy that wants to be president. Like, well, okay, how many Goodness. how many lunatics can we have in a row? <laughs> Oh my goodness. Well, I, as much as I hate to, we're going to take a quick break here. You've been listening to the Superpower Up podcast, and we are searching for the answer to the very important question Can Perry Marshall explain the potential business benefits of personal development? And we will be right back to see if we can get a definitive answer on that. Stay tuned. Are you here to change the world? Do you talk about things like vibration, frequency, awakening, and consciousness? Are you pretty sure you have superpowers? The Superpower Net is unlike normal coaching programs and conscious communities. We provide training, intuitive guidance, peer-to-peer -peer learning, intensive one-on-one -on -one coaching, and a high vibrational network of people just like you. When you join the Net, you get 24-7 access to a collaborative group of people who support you 
you as you master your personal power and unlock your superpowers. If you're ready to use your superpowers to change the world, then join the superpower net today. Visit superpowerexperts.com slash the net to learn more. Awesome. We're back again. We're here with Perry Marshall and we are uncovering the very, very earth shattering um, answer to the question, can Perry Marshall explain the potential business benefits of personal development? And I got to say, Perry, you, <laughs> you might be close, if not right spot on. The, um, I just, I can't get over the feral, invincible entrepreneur. I just, I'm seeing like, I'm seeing all kinds of imagery with like this cape and like the gnarling teeth and the saliva dripping down. <laughs> Maybe that's, you should change the name of your podcast to the to. Feral Invincible Entrepreneur. You got it for me for free. That, you know, that, let's not say that you never gave me anything, right? But let's, let's be hesitant to, to espouse that rumor. Oh my goodness. So anyway, uh, back on track, back, focus, focus, focus. So you said earlier at the beginning of the show that one of your superpowers was evangelism. And that caught my attention because one of the things we talk about here a lot on this show and, and in our network is the idea that this is not a part-time gig. Like, like there's like this um, evolved, autonomous, whole being type persona that a lot of successful business owners portray. And, and, and the, the message that, that I keep espousing is the idea that it, it's not like, it's not something that you just happen into. Like there may be circumstances that come easily but but there's a there is an intentionality to kind of stepping into that space that's different than what the majority of the world might exist in but also there's this um kind of idea of of being it and and embodying it to the point where you kind of embrace this evangelical spirit what what did you mean by that specific word well you know evangelism is it, it's the idea that you know if Jesus rose from the dead, then if, if it actually happened, or if you're Peter and a guy cuts your ear off and he put it back on and it stuck, then that's really good news. And you should go tell people about it, uh, that you, you don't just, you know, you don't, you don't just sit on your butt and, uh, you know, keep it all to yourself while the world goes to hell in a handbasket. And, and what that speaks to uh, in a more general sense is that, is that if you create something that's really great, that's going to help people, um, then the, the most natural thing is to go out and tell other people about it and use media and use advertising and use all that and build a business because businesses really actually do help people. And I, you know, there's this really negative anti-business miasma that's floating around out there. But let, let me tell you a story, okay? Um, in in uh, about 12 years ago, I was on this trip and um, I got invited to speak in Australia and they were paying for the plane tickets and I managed to get them to uh, let me do a stopover in Nairobi. Um, and, and I went and visited this guy who ran a AIDS and uh, a foster care program for AIDS orphans. In other words, kids whose both parents had died of AIDS and they needed help. Okay. So this was actually a fairly depressing little trip, if you know what I mean. 
Um, you know, it was not all caramel lattes and frequent flyer bonus points. Um, but, you know, they're doing good in the world, and, and I'm right around with this guy. Uh, but some kept nagging me, and finally I said, hey, have you ever heard of microloans? And he goes, oh, yeah, we do those too. You want to see some of those people? I said, sure, show me some of those people. So he takes me to this village, and we walk in the door of a cobbler shop. And there's a guy fixing shoes. And ironically, the guy is crippled and he's sitting with his crutches against the wall and he's fixing shoes and there's a line of people at the counter and, you know, they're getting their shoes fixed. And, and I looked at the guy and I talked to him and he talked to me through the translator and I noticed something. And what I noticed was this guy is wide awake. Like everybody else I'm meeting, um, they're, they're very nice, they're very polite, but they look worn out. They, they look wiped out. Like life is really hard and they just kind of look, they have this dull look in their eye. He did not have that dull look in the, He had that sharp, I am totally here look in his eye. And while we're talking, I suddenly have a flashback. It was almost Zen-like. And all of a sudden I imagine... I'm, I'm back in Amway and I'm standing on a chair in a Coliseum and I'm squirting sweet shot in the air and we're going to be diamonds and you know, all that. And, and, and at first I think, yeah, that was kind of ridiculous. And then, Hey, Hey, wait a second. Hey, wait a second. This guy, he owns a cobbler shop. He's totally wide awake. He, he has a successful business, at least by Kenya standards. It's a successful business. His kids have uniforms for school. They have books. They're going to school. They're getting an education. He's feeding his family. He's a pillar of his community. He's got a business that people want to come to. And I suddenly realized, okay, when you were all excited about being an entrepreneur, jumping up and down on your chair, what you were excited about was the same thing that this guy just did is you wanted to have a successful business and you have one and so does he. And you know what? If you want to help people in the world, like if you want to help AIDS orphans, uh, it's nice to have churches and it's nice to have schools and it's nice to have hospitals and it's nice to have missionaries. But if you don't have an entrepreneur, you don't get churches or schools or missionaries or churches Mm. or hospitals or anything. It starts with an entrepreneur. And I thought, So what do you do for a living, Perry? You consult people on getting their businesses off the ground. Hmm. Do you think that might be important? And my dad was a minister. And he did what we consider to be really important stuff. You know, like visiting people in a hospital and and, and whatever like that. Well, you know what? Being an entrepreneur is just as important as visiting people in a hospital. And I realized that. Like, like I suddenly, like, woo! this is important. What you do is important. Don't apologize for it. I think you should use the universe God voice when you say that. This is important, (laughs) Perry. This is extremely important. Perfect. Uh, I, I love that. I love how one, you were able to identify the fact that this guy was wide awake. Like you felt it, you knew it, you saw it, you, you, you determined the difference. 
and everything that you're talking about to me is the patterns that I'm seeing in all of the different like genres and areas and, and these folks who are, you know, coming alive within these spaces and saying, you know, I think that this should probably look different or it can look different. And, and, I, and we're seeing it, I see it in the legal professions and you know, politics here and there and um, academia and government, but, but ultimately it is the entrepreneurial mindset and, and the innovators who are pushing that envelope. And it's, um, you know, as you were talking, I was like, gosh, wouldn't it be interesting if our government was run like a you know, startup or something, you know? Um, anyway, that, you know, we could probably do 10 shows on that topic, but Sure. Um, but the idea and the connections that you're drawing between being totally wide awake and doing good things in the world. And I, and I, and I think that that leads us closer to talking about the potential benefits, um, specifically business benefits of personal development. Now, now what's fascinating is perhaps this gentleman that you interacted with hasn't been to personal development seminars and perhaps he hasn't um, invest in that. Perhaps he has, um, but I think we have a, a um, stereotype around what personal development is, and, and we automatically equate it to the webinars and the workshops and the books and the study programs and the coaches. Um, but it doesn't have to be that way. What do you, do you have another example of um, maybe maybe where you saw evidence of personal development and it and it wasn't like our kind of westernized version of it. Well, I, you know, I don't, I don't really know what anything about the guy, but what I do know is that you know, he, he got a $100 loan and, and he got moving. Um, and, and one of the things that I know about microloans, a very common way that they're structured is you got a village of people and like, let's say you got these 10 women and you're going to loan one of them $25 and she's going to buy a sewing machine. She's going to start a sewing business. And as soon as she pays back her $25, the next person gets their $25. Well, this, this is a, this is a awesome accountability program for entrepreneurs. Like, wow. you know, the, the $25 almost always gets paid back. Mm -hmm. Because there's 10 people in line who don't get their self-improvement until this lady uh, bellies up to the bar and, and gets hers done, right? So that means she's not only got to take the money and invest it, but she's got to develop a profit and, you know, she can't, she can't buy beer with it and all this other stuff. So, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of things that you can learn if you travel around and pay attention to stuff and, and you know, one of, one of the points I make in the evolution book is that um, innovations almost always come from outsiders, and that's actually true in evolution too. Um, and, 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 and since we're talking about, about evolution, I want to say something that's really important. So if you read the standard textbook um, descriptions of evolution, they're, they're really bad and bureaucratic. They're written by bureaucrats who don't know anything. And, and this was one of my frustrations. This is why I spent six years writing a book about something where, you know, it's probably not even going to make me any money. It was because evolution is actually more cooperation than competition. Um, so, for example, um, and, and I use this in business all the time. There's all, all these. So, for example, I'm looking out my window right now and there's all these trees and, and shrubs and grass and stuff. Every green thing that's outside your window is green because it has 
a chloroplast, and, and you learn that in high school biology. Well, here's what nobody tells you about chloroplast. You know what a chloroplast actually is? No. It's a blue-green algae that lives inside a leaf or a blade of grass. Oh, I did know that. I did. That is what it is. Um, and, and so what, what's happened is these big, these big plant cells have formed a merger acquisition with algae. <laughs> okay? And it, it really is a merger acquisition. I, I know a scientist at the University of Tennessee, he actually did this with this certain kind of bacteria and a certain kind of amoeba, and he put them together. And they fought like cats and dogs for about 18 months, just like when there's a merger acquisition in a corporation, you know, like the people from company mm -hmm. A and company B, they don't get along because the cultures are different. And then they, so, so, so then the, the, the algae or the bacteria, they, they did exactly what happens uh, in a corporate merger. So a whole bunch of them died. And a whole bunch of them had to like discard chunks of DNA. Like you don't need this anymore. You don't need that anymore. They consolidated their functions. And then all of a sudden they started operating together as one organism and the bacteria took over certain functions and the amoeba did the other stuff and it provided a nice home for the bacteria. And voila, it's a successful merger acquisition. It's like a, a Starbucks inside a Marriott hotel. <laughs> and, um, and this, this is actually how evolution works. It's innovation. It's not just blind, bloody competition. Mm -hmm. That's the bureaucrat version. So if you think about it, so evolution is not a passive process ever. Okay. So like when you're taking antibiotics and you're trying to kill those germs, they are trying to survive. They are trying to innovate. You just got to kill them faster than they can innovate. It's not that this just happens by accident. It's only the bureaucrats that tell you it happens by accident because everything in their life happens by accident. Like, are they going to get a promotion? Who knows? Mm. Right? But we, we have to make our own breaks. Well, and I, and I like that I knew what it meant, but what's, to me, what's so telling about the fact that I, I didn't put it together in that way, and to me, that speaks volumes about how I learned about it. And so I think that you're hitting on something really intrinsic in, in the programming of the majority of, of, of the population in the sense that that, that that triggered a memory of me hearing those words, but for sure nobody presented it in that way because that's something that had I learned would have had a shaping of, you know, kind of how I, I transgressed through through the rest of the, my existence. And so... Uh, I'm, I'm like, blah, 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 blah. there's tons of information coming through on that because the, the concept of collaboration, cooperation, um, I, I see is being intricately tied to evolution, but I hadn't heard an example that was so powerful as the one that you just shared. So thank you so much for that. I, um, you know, I feel like we could probably talk for years, but the, but I know that some folks are going to want to know where they can find out more about you. We'll put a link to the book. Where else can we send them? Well, um, so you can, you can get um, three free chapters of Evolution 2.0 at CosmicFingerprints.com. Uh, on Amazon, you can get it in hardcover, softcover, um, Audible, or Kindle. Um, and then if you like the business stuff, you should go to PerryMarshall.com. And I would suggest that you go to PerryMarshall.com slash 8020 and get my book, 8020 Sales and Marketing, which will change your whole way of looking at things. Um, 
So, hey, if, if you're a science geek, entrepreneur, and you like the evolution stuff, there's some, there's some really cool bonuses that come with the book that are for entrepreneurs. They're, they're for evolutionary advertising writers. Like, I, I developed this whole advertising thing based on, I stole the ideas from evolutionary biology. I plagiarized plants and algae. Um, and, 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 I, I, and I packaged it just perfectly for you. Um, or if you just want like to inject the pure business stuff, then get 80, 20 sales and marketing. It'll, it'll twist your brain. Awesome. It'll make you a feral entrepreneur. Don't, don't, don't. Well, it's been delightful to have you on the show. I really appreciate the conversation. And I'm, I'm just really Are excited. Are you ready to, to discover your superpowers? You Go Thank now to superpowerexperts.com and discover your superpowers today. So Thank you for coming on the show. Well, thanks for having me on the show. It's a great honor. And, I think we had fun today. It was muy divertido. So you've been listening to the Super Power Up podcast where we've been answering the question today, can Perry Marshall explain the potential business benefits of personal development? And I would say definitively, absolutely, yes, he can and he has. To all of you out there, as always, we appreciate your loyalty. And until next time, go out, uncover your superpowers, and change the world. Take care, everyone.